Previously on Hallowtide. You pull him close and whisper New Keslam into his ear. Our friend from the apothecaries is uh, on the docks. I think he's trying to force somebody into the water. As you get closer, you see the person on the uh, on the ground receiving the attack is Tumble. The you, you hear Markov's voice. I seem to have come into some coin recently. Who has the heart? It's going to take more than coin, and you need to start with an apology. And that is when the next barge floats in. You realize that it is made of dark wood branches. My name is Iglin. I am at the center of the spiral. Beneath Iowa don't allow just anyone close. If you were a threat, you would be dead by now. Marrow is the fruit that lies just beyond your station. I wouldn't say future transactions, but we may be able to rid ourselves of this, uh, of this disease. Welcome back to Halotide Actual Play Season 1, Bitter Fruit. When we last left our group, Gris had recently traveled to trying to find some surgeon tools and instead found a locked door and a dead priest. He returns to the group who has to, who has to decide how to act on uh, the possibilities of New Keslam and a possible cure for the plague that is inflict- afflicting them. The group sheet currently reads, uh, as discussed on the, by the party, get out of Galholm, provide a memorable experience to mark off the apothecary, reach New Klez- Keslam, and investigate New Keslam. I like those big air quotes around memorable experience. <laughs> and we are still infected, are we not? You've noticed that, as I explained last session, it's you have a handprint on you. And you also notice that it is Ryan Chris that is more pronounced in the two of you. The hand, the, so the others have this almost a rash and the, um, the fingerprints have begun to kind of fork off in you and turn dark. Reminiscent of the vines and root growths of the others you've seen afflicted. Uh, you're currently kind of seeing a continuum. Increase had... The worst case you've seen so far, well, I should say the worst case you've seen outside Hagen and his followers, So, which was a very pronounced dark uh, root-shaped bruise that completely eclipsed his heart. And then you saw um, Gerwin having similar symptoms, but less progressed. And you, you're at the, you're definitely on the same spectrum, but not as far along. All right. Well, let me know when I make it back to my compatriots on the boat. That is where we're going to start things for this session. You have made it back to your boat. But by the way, the mysterious vessel has vanished after they made their transaction. So they're no longer here. I actually feel a little bit better now that they're gone. I don't know. They seem to really like you. That's why I feel better. <laughs> made you guys a little. Teddy talisman to keep you happy and everything. It didn't, it didn't work. I mean, I wasn't able to hear everything, but Galifor over here getting nice and close to Igwin, center of the spiral. 
yeah, I would not, I would not be jealous about that. You learn anything juicy? Uh, just about New Keslam. Sidebar: Have we already discussed that in character, or? Yes, that was, I think, part of the end of last episode. The end of last episode, you met. Yeah, you mentioned that New Keslam and. I just mentioned that Mother Marrow is making an ingress, and the only the only by thwarting that can you sort of defeat her hold on you, and that that ingress seems to be coming from New Keslam. And you know from the letter that Increase sent that New Keslam was host uh, hosting some kind of harvest festival, and everything went awry starting after that. In this world, is there an analog with harvest festivals with like um, Samhain and like thinning of the veil between worlds? That is very cultural. In in sort of the actually, so this is actually could calls for an interesting. Um, let's give this a skill roll. Okay. Ooh. So I'm going to give this specifically for Co and Gallifer sure. because. Traveling where you guys have traveled. Co. So it's basically going to be a cult or geography. Your choice in this. So both intellect skills, but I'll accept either one. So the difficulty, I'm going to give this an average. So it's in a two. So either a cult or geography? Either a cult or geography. Yep. Zero successes, three threats. Okay, we'll address that shortly. <laughs> oh, That's dear. a lot of paper cuts. And, and I got a grand total of a failure. So neither of us know shit. So neither of you know anything really regarding Pyrelanders and their harvest mythology. I mean, you really can't hold yourself that accountable for that. <laughs> However. However, you will hold us accountable for that. So. Yalafur, you know a story. You know a story about a harvest of bones. Um, You've heard some very grim stories about how the Pyrelanders repaid the earth for the harvest. And as as far as you're concerned, they often pay in blood, and the blood of travelers is easier than expending their own. Mm, That's not great. There, there's a reason that uh, castaways often give the Pyrelands a wide berth, not just because of the Mertmerwald. Little, little shiver down the spine, but uh, I don't think that that's necessarily something that I need to share with the group. Put it this way, I don't think it's going to help anyone to uh, be freaked out. <laughs> okay. Probably. Probably true. So at this point, so, uh, Chris, you're also going to make your return to the boat. They're discussing New Keslam. You're, you're going to show up when Gallifer has gone pale, shakes his head, and there's clearly something he doesn't want to share with the rest of the group. Well, Chris uh, swaggers on up, and he looks annoyed because when he's unnerved about something, it shows as annoyance. And uh, he says, what's with you? Speaking to Gallifer. Nothing at all. Just thinking about the road ahead. 
Well, we might want to make haste and get out of here. I went into town looking for some uh, instruments that I might be able to use, and I stopped at some alchemist place, and the door was locked, and he's whispering something about, sorry, this out of character, was his father. He didn't want his father to hear. So he was whispering to another person, mentioned not having the, not having the father find out, or not having the father over here. So I convey that, and then I, not being able to get into that place, not wanting to anything to do with that place, I went to the hopeful house and found that some carnage had taken place there. There was dark blood everywhere, and a priest was throttled and dead on the. It was on the altar, right? It was. So um, yeah, I think it's time we get out of here. And the patients. What patients? The priest was taking care of all of the sick people coming to the town. Only thing I saw left of anyone was blood. Yeah, we we should probably leave quickly. Because if Lutwin isn't taking care of them, we don't know where any of them are. Or they're all dead somewhere, and the town is undertaking some kind of purge, in which case we definitely don't want to be here. And that's not better. <laughs> Unless anyone has any objections, I can very quickly start to untether us from the docks. Yeah, let's hit it. Yeah, I suppose. As much as it be, I'll leave. Okay. So you are untethering and getting out of Galhau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as it pains me to leave uh, Markolf with uh, no repercussions for his asinine behavior. General shittiness. It's general shittiness, yes. Okay, so you are on... So you, you, you've uh, ascertained that at this point, you know, you know where you're going to New Kaslam. You know, it's going to... You can move... You can take the river properly for a distance, but you're going to have to overland it. So you're going to have to find a place to stash the boat as well. Oh, yeah, that's the part I'm not happy about. What have we done in the past when we have to do that? I mean, it's usually finding an inlet that you can reasonably... I mean, it's not... You guys do not have a small vessel, considering. Like, obviously, that's not a big ocean-traveling craft, really. But... As far when stealth is concerned, it's still very easily identifiable. So it's, it's finding some place that can be is reasonably out of the way. You guys can kind of camouflage it to a bit and trust, hopefully, that no one's going to attempt to steal it while you're away. Or if we're in a um, marina or something, we can just bribe someone, pay someone pretty well to watch after it. Yeah, if you're in a marina, there's one thing. Like... I mean, this Galhome is probably the closest. I mean, if you want to travel from here, leaving your ship in Galhome, it's going to be more overland travel, but it's in a marina. And you have an understanding with Galhome enough to trust that it's not going to be interfered with. The other option would be going farther, uh, significantly farther south before trucking. And then you get into, you know, some other contacts, looking like a, a southern line city. One of their poor towns that you're also going to be probably paying more and also still making a trek. 
I'm of the mind that we should not take any more additional time. We don't know how, we don't know what the rate of growth is of our current afflictions and such. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So most most expedient route is to get as close as you can on the on the river, find a place to to ford it, and go the rest of the way on foot. Take your chances that, and hopefully, it's still there when you get back. I'm good with that. We've done that many a time. Yeah. Okay. So I think this would be an operation roll. Operation of a craft. So it could be operation easy. One failure. Starting off strong this episode. Yeah, we are. Well, technically what I should have asked for was some sort of assistance between Chris and I or the rest of the party. I was about to, I was about to put that in that, that you, that like, especially you and Gris can definitely team up on this. Can I roll? Uh, if you want to take points and then Ryan can provide a, you can compare skills. Ryan can provide a boost die. Yeah. Well, I would do that. Cause I've got a proficiency dice and a ability dice. You're the captain. Hit it. All Plus right. Me. Sounds good. Zero successes, but two advantages. It's kind of a good news, bad news situation. Good news is, well, bad news is that you were carried farther south than you meant to be when you like re- reassess your position. And you realize that, you know, from the surrounding terrain and from your previous travels, that you're farther south than you want to be. However, you find an excellent place to stash your ship. All right, I, I emphasize the latter part to the rest of the gang and uh, leave out the former. <laughs> Ryan, you've been around too long to fall for that one. Yeah, I just give him a smirk. You're, all of you give me, all of you give me perception. Uh, perception, difficulty, hard, three dice. Oh. Four successes, three threats. Wow. <laughs> two failures. Three failures, two advantages. One success, three threats. Okay, so this is a wide gamut we have. <laughs> so, Co, uh, first, because yours is the easiest to interpret. I get seasick. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, yeah, you're you're distracted by the travel, and uh, you don't see much else. Um, you don't really notice anything. You're 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 keen to get on dry land, and don't really actually care that much about where. I'm the the least the least sea dog of the crew. Gallifer and Ryan, you are aware that there is there are. There are hands and there are shapes moving around the hull of the ship and guiding it. Gallifer, you more sense their presence and see bits of movement. Ryan, you realize that there are multiple drowned souls guiding you to rest. You notice you notice specific faces and 
you see it ex you see it executed crew. Both Gallifer and Ryan give me a terror check. So give me so it's discipline versus difficulty two. That's two successes, one threat. Okay. So you're you're gonna end up taking a strain. Ryan, you are going to suffer a minor mental wound. Sure. You begin to feel the stirrings of paranoia because you feel someone from you feel eyes upon you, eyes you felt before, eyes that have been hunting you for years, stir beneath the depths. Gris, not only are you blissfully ignorant of all of this, you manage uh, with two advantages. You manage to find yourself a strange compass, which seems to have been lost in the muck of shore. Uh, you can note that on your sheet. But, so, Co and you are are. Ignorant of the, the spectral presence, and Gallifer and Ryan are obviously spooked by something. So just to just to be clear, I don't actually see the hands; I just feel a presence. So you're you're going to you know you're going to see a little like outlines and everything. You're going to, you're going to see like hands, but that's about it. Okay. Ryan, you're going to see dead people. Dead people. <laughs> we've come to a to a rest, right? Are we tying up the boat, or are we still traveling? If you guys travel farther down downriver, you are moving farther from your location. This, Gris, this is the best place. Uh, you know, this is the best place to ford it. You can reasonably assume that nobody is going to interfere with it. Mm-hmm. It comes up in a. Okay, it was Ryan and Gallifer that were affected. Yes. Co slaps Gallifer on the back aggressively, cheerfully. All right, time to tie the boat up. Yeah, he's probably going to jump at that, but uh, get get to work. That was helping. (laughs) Chris, did you happen to call any spirits to, to dock the beast here? Did I call any spirits? No. Are you sure? As far as I know. I didn't call any spirits. And we're like on a bed of spirit. I wonder how they will taste. I wonder how hungry you will get. I wonder how alone you really are. Literally see spirits underneath the boat. Pulling us towards shore. You're saying that out loud? Oh, yeah. Okay. Can I use that hint to do a check of some kind? Like an arcane check? Or... So yeah, you can attempt. I'll give you guys another perception check. You can attempt a, an occult check if you're trying to. So I'm not going to call it a formal seance because you're not trying to contact a specific spirit. spirit. If you're trying to make the spirits make themselves known, then you're doing a cult. Go with that. 
Okay, I'll cult hard. I just wish to assist, given my successes at seeing them. Perhaps I can point out or describe them better for her. Okay, so I'll give you one boost for the assist, an additional boost because Ryan was so strongly affected. Um, let me reroll that. Sorry, got ahead of it. No, oh, my bad. Oh, no. I've reversed. Uh, two failures. Three advantages. You, you put together a circle. You do not have anything sufficient to compel a spirit to make manifest themselves. You are asking. Uh, mystically asking nicely, using your best etiquette. <laughs> and... You hear the sound of the rushing Aldstrand. You hear the wind. But nothing makes itself clear, except as you turn your head, you see something cut the mud in two strong strokes, making an X uh, into the muddy shore. They seem to be shy. What do you suppose you'll find, Ryan? How deep do you think they are buried? You feel something cold and clammy grasp your shoulder as the voice speaks. I ignore it. All right, let's beach this thing. Oh, do you want to do anything with the X on the shore? Does anybody else see it, or is that just something that I see because of the ritual? You see it. And it's on shore, I'm assuming. Actually, so it's actually going to be you and Ryan. Okay. Because Ryan also assisted. Oh, is, uh, is leaning over the side of the boat with a hand on her chin, sort of considering. And to, aside to Ryan says, uh, you fancy digging up some buried treasure? I mean, secure the boat before we get distracted on anything else. Right. That can, make, that can make you roll just really secure the boat. So you guys put your backs into it. You can secure it safely. Chris, you realize that you guys are still a good... You're good day's travel from New Keslam. Assuming you put a hustle on, you could probably make it in... You can probably cut it down to three quarters, three quarters of a day. All right. At this position, that means you can make it before the dead of night if you try to go straight through. How close are we to uh, Venful? Venful? Uh, you said that uh, I had mapped a town that was kind of close. So yeah, you'd be closer to that one. So that was probably several... Uh, so you probably can make that in... About half the time. How long did it take us to get here by boat? And was there an opportunity for me to shed some of my wounds in that meantime? I will give you the benefit of a rest. So you're losing two wounds. Everyone can, at this point, clear your strain track. Except for me, I'm assuming. Any, any strain you, the acquired post any from this recent encounter is obviously going to stay. So you, you also have your, your mental injury. 
So I have one wound remaining. Should I risk having Co work under me again? <laughs> I feel like that's a personal decision. <laughs> she seems too into it. <laughs> Let's. I'm gonna get it eventually. If I just keep whoop. Sorry about that. Uh, I'll fix that one too. Don't worry about it. I'll give her another shot. <laughs> You've ghosts in your blood. Do cocaine about it. That was totally the person who would say that. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, I reached into the mud and found these leeches. Let's give them a shot. So that is an average. All right. One success, one threat. So you do heal. So you do heal your wound. And you are left with the, the usual co-feeling. Like a silent hill. Effective, but painful. She's a little rough with the stitches. I think she's doing this on purpose. Passive aggressive. Honestly, describes Coe as a person is effective, but painful. <laughs> Did you want that wound stitched like a lightning bolt? <laughs> okay, so yeah, you can make it to uh, Venfold in, in half the time. To New Keslam, if you put a hustle on before, because um, because right now it's basically you got the rays of dawn you're looking at. Just for setting sake, Corvass is a 26 hour day, slightly slower rotation than Earth. Well, Voirune has a 26 hour day. Um, Venfold possibly, and due, due to your notes. Gallifer is more welcoming because I, I'm yeah, assuming you have some sort of a rating system for how safe or reliable a certain location is. Yeah, there are different colors on my map depending on how friendly it is to travelers. How warm the locals are. Exactly. So Venfold has, has a pretty good rating. Yeah, as far as you know. I mean, the words of that one story you made about the bloody harvest still fresh in your mind, and it's not too far from harvest festival season. Well, just to check the rating system, what was Galon rated as? I believe that one was about a neutral. Medium orange. Yeah, honestly, about, that's about as good as it gets most of the time. Yeah. Sands, well, uh, usually without the plague. Useful, not friendly. Uh, if we make it to uh, Venfold, maybe we can check with the people there and see if they've heard of anything coming out of New Keslam. Maybe, maybe prepare ourselves a little bit better for what we're going to be facing. True. That's a good plan. All right, Chris. So you guys can make that probably by around dinner time. I feel uneasy about leaving the boat right now. Literally telling you that spirits help pull us in. I can see that Galifor is uneasy. Coe's trying to squint at him hard. And I can see an axe drawn into the goddamn sand. I don't think we can leave our stuff like this. Do you trust him? And clearly it's some sort of trap. Do you really trust him? But I can't leave the boat like that. Sink his dagger in your back like you did mine. I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, these guys probably don't care about boat. 
because they're dead. They want us. And if we walk away and leave their little X in the sand behind that they have clearly placed because they want us to dig something up, we'll probably be better off. I'm just thinking, you know, Song of the Sirens. What's the next thing that comes up this river? And then they pull it into the same spot. And then our stuff's at risk. You want me to try and find another port? I don't know how much we can push. We we don't know the, the territory. I'm just, I'm uneasy about this spot. And I don't think I can shake it. And do you really want to be on that boat? I'd rather be on the boat than in the water. Fair. I think we're in a pretty tough spot here, though, with this disease or infection in us and it's spreading. Yeah. If we die of the plague, it doesn't really matter if we have a boat. All right. Don't leave anything here. Everything I've got, I've got on my back, so. All right, cartographer, cut us a path. <laughs> you got it. Shut day out. All right. Okay. So give me knowledge geography. You got it. Give me knowledge geography. You, you map this place. Can be easy. Oh, okay. That is two successes and one advantage. I've apparently mapped this place pretty well. So you get your, you get your strain back. Hmm. Uh, and you actually feel yourself for the first time since the encounter with the strange witches. You feel hopeful. And you remember, the, the fa- you remember that they actually took your kind in and fed you and kept you safe in Venfold. They treated you hospitally, and they treated you like, which is, uh, they treated you like neighbors, which is not really the treatment you're used to in a lot of the continent. So I'm likely to have, you know, if not friends, at least a warm reception. Am I starting to think that this town is going to be obliterated by plague when we show up? Hush, you. Too damn nice <laughs> to live for long in this world. So, um, you guys will all notice that the more Gallifer picks and picks forward and recognizes landmarks, the more he kind of unconsciously starts picking up his pace. And soon you find yourself having to hustle to kind of keep up. What's fighting? Why are we running? This, this place should be good. We should be able to get there quickly. I, I know this area. And then give me perception. All right. To see the fires in the distance of Uncle Ben and Aunt May burning. And what difficulty is that? So that is going to be perception average. That is two successes and one threat. You are brought up shortly by a sign, a sigil in the air, scratched out by familiar nails. It sort of, it, 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 you almost scan past it and then it catches your bite line spot and brings your eyes back around to the castaway sigil for sickness. Hmm. Is it written on a tree in the air? It is, it is written in the air next to a lightning broken tree. Uh, and you you find you, yourself when you when you when you see this you actually wander for the first time on your trip onto uh, what amounts to a road. 
Uh, I mean, you're, you're talking a, um, a carriage dirt road between Pyreland settlements, but a road nonetheless. Not just the animal tracks that we've been on before. Yeah, exactly. Like an actual thoroughfare that humans typically travel. Uh, can everybody see the sigil or just me? When it comes to the ability to perceive the ability to perceive castaway sign, all castaways are slightly clued into the umbra, not to the extent of a mage. Which is a different thing, which is different um, than like uh, haunted and everything. Umbra is arcane magic. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're slightly clued in, even if you don't have the ability to manipulate it. And so no, you're gonna see it and twig to it, but nobody else will. Okay. I'm gonna stop short and turn around to everybody else and say there's a there's a castaway sign here. Uh, it means sickness. Mm. Whether that's Venfold or whether that's uh, New Keslam, I have no way of knowing. But uh, we should be on the lookout. Well, we're already sick, so I guess it can't hurt us to go into town one way or the other. We don't need a sign. We're bringing it with us. Mm-hmm. Well, it could also mean that there are tainted things around. A uh, castaway sign isn't that precise. All right. Well, we're already most of the way there. And it's not like we're going to be more cautious than we already are. I'm just giving you warning and I'll continue warning. I, okay. You come to, I mean, when you count to basically all settlements post the rising are walled. You come to the doors of, which is warded by Pyreland sign. And, you come to the, the, the doors of Venfold that are sealed. There are no lights. There's no, there are no lanterns lit. There are no signs of any guard at all at the door. I go up and, uh, and knock on it. The butt of my machete. Who, who's there? A little voice whispers through the cracks. Travelers looking for a place to stay. They're grown-ups. No, you can't let them in. They're all sick. You gotta let. You gotta keep them out. They'll take the rest of us with them. You saying there's only kids in there? All the parents went away. They went to the festival and they didn't come back. And now everyone out there wants to wants to make us come out, but we're safe here. Please go away. Which way is the festival? Why would you want to know that? Because if they're in trouble, we can go take a look. They're not coming back. They're not coming back ever. ever. Hamill said... Hamill wouldn't lie. Everybody lies, kid. No, he's the one that they allowed to stay. He doesn't have any 
he doesn't have any of the filth on him. Well, if they're not coming back, what does it matter if you tell us which way the festival is? If we don't come back, then that also gets rid of your worry. It's, it's, it's Keslum. They shouldn't have gone. They said it was rotten. They said nothing grew there. But they went anyway, and now they didn't come back. Now, please go. We're, we, we're not sick inside. If you say we'll get sick too, and then, and then the Mara woman will come for us, and we'll be gone as well. Have you seen the Mara woman, even though you're not sick? Hamill talks about her. Says she knocks on our windows. Says she's always close, and we need to keep careful eye. Don't trust her. Anyone out there speaks with her tongue now. Out of character, the name Hamill sounds familiar. Have we heard that before? You have not. Okay. Just me then. Did we speak to Hamill? You hear whispers on inside. We'll get... We'll get him for you if you promise not to try to come inside. No worries, kids. We'll stay out here. We promise. Some time will pass, and you'll see between the cracks of the gate, you'll see eyes looking up at you, very small and scared eyes. Chris, you have your usual effect on children. Yeah, I'm staying towards the back of our group. <laughs> Thank you. It's a good thing I'm not playing my last roleplay character who had a <laughs> complex over children. Please, for the sake of these children, leave. I think we have every intention of leaving. We just want to make sure we make the right choices before we do so. We're not from this area, and we're just learning about this plague that's happening. We seem to have run afoul of it. I would like to find a solution. There is no solution once the marrow woman gets her hands inside you. She plants her seed, and then you're one of her crop. Do you know any more about her? She's, she's come before. How long ago? It's, there's a story. You say you're not from around here. You probably haven't heard it. Nope. I. You get from the tone of this voice that Hamill is probably still quite young. Oh, definitely older than the ones you've been talking to currently. The the marrow the marrow woman is face of the ill harvest. She's the other option. She's the sister of Goodwin. The one when everything else turns to Watt, you can always turn to marrow, but you must say no. Because she, while she might give fruit, it will turn to ash upon your tongue. It will poison you the inside. And though you might have a full belly, it will turn you. And it will remind you of everything you have ever done wrong until you follow her hand in hand until she can take it away. And every time before when 
a man or a woman makes that makes the narrow pact. They are found, they are burned, they are taken from us before it can spread. They let it fester. This has happened before? Not like this. They cut it out. And that's why you may not, you cannot suffer a marrow witch. Amal, are there any stories or legends on how to kill her? You can't kill the foul harvest. You just, you stop it before it spreads. It's, I, trust me when I tell you this, I, your best bet is burning yourselves before this can go any further. Before you can infect anyone else with you. See, now that bothers me. Because you, the legend says that you have to make a pact. None of us made a willing pact. We were just around other people. The first, the first one invites it in. Once she's in, once she has a hold here, she can spread. Her roots can grow. It grows into everyone around her. And everyone it touches, it grows faster. Until you have to stop it before it grows. You all have someone you care about, right? Some, I have these children. You have someone you care about. If you don't root it out now, it will spread from you into them. Yeah, well, we're heading towards the center of the infection, so I don't think we're going to infect anyone new at this point. It will be worse for you if you wait. Now, please, you're scaring them. Good luck, kid. Good luck to you. I'll flick a silver coin exactly through the hole in the wall. What are they going <laughs> to buy during a plague? <laughs> Just flexing. <laughs> you hear s- several excited noises from inside. And a brief squabble. Joke's on them, that was a plague coin. <laughs> Rude. I copped on that so hard. Licked it. Um, Gris, give me a you're a horrible person roll. <laughs> a what? I, <laughs> um, I thought that was just automatic. <laughs> True. Okay. Are you attempting to get inside, scale the walls, push on a new Keslum, rest, rest nearby? How do you want to do I'm not going to force the plague on a town full of children. Even I'm not yeah. that tall. <laughs> yeah. Unless... Their advice was very vague, other than just self-immolation, which that's not going to happen. So uh, let's move on to New Keslam. Okay. Or at least as close as we can get. We're kind of for camping within sight of their walls until uh, until the daylight hits, as opposed to reaching New Keslam before the pitch black. So you are between four... Probably four and six hours of travel to New Keslin from here. Well, uh, assuming good, assuming good time. Pro- uh, yes, at this point, I mean it is proper dark. 
So if you if you want to rest for the night and press on for tomorrow. I think that sounds fine. Yep. All right. I got first. I can take the next one. Everybody else wants it. Um, how do you guys want to divvy up washes? It's going like two hours on. I'll do last. You guys go. Okay. So are you in three watches? Is everyone taking a watch? I think everyone's taking a watch. Okay. Chris, you said you were taking the last watch. That is correct. It is just starting to, the sky is just starting to lighten. You are just feeling like you need a drink. And I want you to know it's about first part of the day because you're just feeling like I could really go for a drink. Did I have, do I have any with me? So you drank all of the, uh, I'm assuming you still have, actually give me, hmm, I don't know what you have you roll for this. Say resilience. But yeah, let's give a resilience. Actually, give me discipline for how much you managed to squirrel away. Okay. Discipline, easy. Because you haven't been in need until now. Uh, so there are too many dice because I had it loaded. Hold on. Let me redo this. All right. Discipline easy, you said? Yes. Zero successes. Zero successes, zero advantages. For the first time, you've felt fear. With the plague and everything else, you felt fear until now. But somehow everything became more real when you reach for your rum supply and find that you are near empty. How close are we to the wall with the where we were talking to the kids? I mean, you were probably within maybe 20 yards. Oh. A small copse of trees nearby. I go back over to the wall and I knock. You think the kids have booze? <laughs> well, if the adults left, there's probably booze around somewhere. There is no response at the there's no response at the gate. I knock a little bit louder. You hear the sound of padding feet and panting breath. Okay. It's not coming from in the direction. It's coming from your left, not through the gate. All right. I want to look in that direction. You see a bedraggled wolf with three legs and one missing ear. And is moving towards me? Yes. All right, harpoon out. It continues along, clearly seeing you draw a weapon, continuing its way on towards closer to you. So it's making eye contact with me and it's still moving towards me? Yes. All right, I'm going to give a quick shrill whistle, whatever signal I've used with Ryan before to let him know there's trouble. Hopefully he hates him. Why is it I never get a full night's sleep whenever it's your watch? (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep things interesting. So I'm going to set, I'm kind of going to not crouch, but like get in a defensive position and sort of set the the harpoon, like a spear, you know, so in case this thing lo- 
jumps at me. I've got it point out facing the, the beast. The step stops, goes on all four, uh, goes, go, sits, and lulls its head to the side, looking at you. Its eyes full of cataracts. Huh. Uh, then I'm going to start talking to it in a soothing voice. Things like, hey, boy, how, everything's all right. How are you? <laughs> Just to see if it responds to my voice. You hear bones begin to crack. You hear muscles straining and pulling its stature. You feel it unhinge in front of you. Yeah. And as it pulls itself back together, you see a small hunched man with one missing arm and one missing ear. His hair white down into mutton chops, regarding you with the same expression through the same cataract eyes. Have I ever seen a shapeshifter like this? Give me occult hard. So there's the occult roll, one success, two threats. Okay, so yes, you've encountered shapeshifters before. You've encountered, but not a lycanthrope. You've encountered those who can borrow shape in the idle winds. And you're going to take a point of strain because most of them, most of the stories involving them involving luring sailors to their death and feasting on their intestines. You've met one from a distance. She did not attack you. She did not threaten you. But she changed in front of you. And you saw her island decorated with the bones of others who did not fare as well. She granted you passage and you're not sure why. Mm. Well, we'll chalk it up to dumb luck for now. This, this old man just seems to be regarding you with head to side to side. Still deba debating if you intend to actually run him through. I relax the, um, I relax the point of the, the harpoon, and I'll, I'll say to him, that's some trick you did there, old friend. Terribly kind of you. You wouldn't happen to have a spare coat for an old naked man. Uh, I can look through my gear and see what we've got. You wouldn't happen to know where to get a bottle of rum or some spirits, would you? I might. Oh, maybe we could come to an equitable trade. I know many things. Even a traveler like you might not know. Is Ryan up at this point? I kind of look around. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan is up. You, Ryan, you're probably... At this point, I want to come out from behind the guy as quiet as I can. I'm going to make a very subtle gesture, not so it's obvious, but like, you know, like I'm scratching my face and do something with my fingers on next to my eye or whatever it is. It's some gesture to Ryan that says, you know, not a threat. So uh, what kind of things do you know about? Do you know about this plague? Yes, I know about the plague. I smelled it before. 
I also know the smell of a man desperate for a drink. Well, um, yeah, you got me there. Give me a coat, and I'll give you something to wet your whistle. You want this coat? Nice, good stitch work. Looks warm. I've been cold since I followed the scent here. After you killed the Watcher. Honestly, you should just give me the coat. I don't gut you, we call it a fair trade. But, I'm also going to sweeten the deal. Alright, I'll take that deal. I'll pass him my jacket. Much obliged. I know a hollow. I've stashed a few things. Tell me again about how we killed the Watcher. Because I'm not clear on that. Squints at you. Not you. You were there. You were close enough. No, the other one. The one that said the words. She killed the Watcher. You helped. I thought it just laid down and offered itself. Because you came reeking of marrow. It knows when it's beat. I was never a quick learner. So how do we get rid of the marrow? He, ge- he gestures at the missing arm. Hmm. How do we get rid of this marrow and make things right? You ask a lot of questions. I'm trying to do the right thing. You ask a lot of narrow questions. From s- You are very young. Drink first. I'm thirsty myself. All right. Bring the other one if you want. I don't want trouble. I, I give a nod to Ryan. At this point, I'll make a overt noise behind Wolf Guy. You don't shine, you don't jingle, but you do smell. Wow, coming from the guy with no coat. I travel quick, quicker without one. Sure, you smell quicker without one. So I ask him, please allow me to uh, at least wake one of my colleagues and not to leave them, you know vulnerable I'll water you I might water the other one I'm not no one else may drink I just want to wake them up unless we're are we staying here or are we going somewhere else just the other side he gestures to a fall at what looks like a dead tree the other side of Venfold okay so if it's still within eyesight then I'm not going to wake them up the man-wolf moves strangely. You get the impression that he has he doesn't take human form often. And there are times he hops and scampers, even when in this. He uproots a few things. Open, he, he uproots something. Pulls a, a, a scarf away. And opens it, revealing several items, most of which... Arm shiny and probably not worth much. 
but one of one of them is a flask. Oh. He'll take the first drink. The swarm does have its pleasures. Now he hands it to you. Okay, I take a swig, a deep swig. You feel like someone just punched your frontal cortex. In a good way? No. <laughs> like this, you've had, in the last couple of days, you've had Captain Raban's very fine rum. You've had the wine of White Agotha. And now you've probably tasted like backwoods Pyreland rot gut. Mm. Like, you feel exactly what it's doing to your body as it does it. There's a weird irony in moonshine from a lycanthrop. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> but it will take the edge off the cravings, huh? That it will. It is alcohol. Yeah. So tell us how to stop the marrow. Maybe it's not the way to stop things. Maybe this is just the way the world turns. When the dead came, they thought it was the end of things, but here we are. Abel wonders if it's maybe just the way the world cleanses itself, licks itself clean from old wounds. But I can tell you're not going to leave well enough alone. No, probably not. You know, I thought about killing you. Nothing personal. I thought about killing all of you, starting with the one that killed the Watcher. But I didn't. And here we are sharing drinks. You're taking a little more than your share. He thrusts his good hand out. I'll have you know that jacket is not only warm, but it provides you with some extra padding against attacks. Take the drink. <laughs> You want to find, you want to root out Marrow. You want to dig her up where she grows, cast her back into the darkness. Is that what you want? You think that'll make things better? I mean, that's a start. It's never a start. It's never an ending. It's always circles. It's always spirals. Babel learns much in Babel's day. You find New Keslam, find the young mother, the one who ate the apple. She has the seed now. She made the pact. So this Young mother is the source of all the infection that we're seeing now. She let Marrow in. She unsealed the door. Stupid, but young people do stupid things. So once we find her, what do we do with her? Lead her. Break her. Burn her so that she cannot take root again 
and stop the second apple before it falls. If another prophet is born, there will be no taking them. All right. I feel like I'm talking too much. Babel makes that mistake often, and Babel hasn't been paid but a coat. Oh, we were just making conversation. Babel's teeth start turning back into fangs. Do not play with an old wolf. Idlewinder. Fair enough. I appreciate your hospitality. I think uh, maybe we should take our leave, Ryan. I didn't go with you. Oh. Ryan's like, no, good luck with that. <laughs> I, I got my eye on you, but I can still see them. Fair enough. All right, well, I bid Mr. Wolf a good day, and I, I shamble off. Apple could lead you. Could lead me where? Could get you closer. Hmm. And what do you propose? What would that cost? I want the pieces. How many pieces? Cross, cross Babel's palm with pieces. The wisdom that you took, you stole all of you from where you should never have been. And Babel will choke marrow with you all. Well, I'll have it not in-game, but I will have it noted that I didn't steal anything this time. All right. Allow me to talk with my colleagues. Be quick. I still think it's only fair if I kill one of you, at least. Well, if it comes to that, we'll see if we can negotiate. All right. I'm going to head back and tell Ryan, we got to wake the others. We might have a lead on how to get to Marrow, but we've got to give up some trinkets. Trinkets of what? Not like I carried anything here that wasn't useful. There's pieces that we took from the, um, the Wildergon. Well, I don't have shit. Anyway, I'll go over and I hit both of them in their feet with my stick. Hey. What do you mean, hey? You want to get hit in a different spot? Just let me know. Oh, just kicks back. <laughs> and then probably falls out of the hammock. What? What the fuck? Is something wrong? Is somebody attacking the boat? No, even better. Chris went and made a new friend. Oh, no. <laughs> Again. Were you drunk? No, not this time, actually. Chris's sober friends are the worst. Yeah. Uh, Gris is reeking of foul spirits, by the way. <laughs> like, his pores just, yeah. Co, oh, I think he drank medicinal alcohol to uh, to speed things up. Great. Maybe, maybe that'll burn the plague out. Maybe. But I think I know, well, I've got a lead on how to get closer to Marrow and maybe how to stop this. Yeah, so enlighten us with your tale of the creepy, furry, one-armed old man. So this one-armed old man approached me as in wolf form, and I thought I was ready to do battle, and it turns out we made a little exchange. I gave him my jacket, and 
he gave me some drinks and uh, we had a little palaver and, and I asked some questions about the plague, about Marathon. You, you took Hooch from a vagabond wolf shifter and gave him your coat. And now you're waking us up in the middle of the night. Yeah, because he can help us. I wouldn't trust him. Can he? He can't even find his own coat. Continue. Well, he claims to know how to stop Marrow. And he has offered to get us closer, but it's going to cost us something. Brought up Marrow first. You were him. I did. Okay. Just making sure I'm tracking. What does he want? He wants the pieces of the wilder gone back. No. One old man insulted me about that shit. And see, that's that's going to be an issue because your uh, your other friend Gris took the piece that I had. Your friends seem to like our uh, our pieces of the wilder gaunt. Do you have any proof whatsoever that? He can back up his claims. I don't know how one would prove that. I mean, frankly, you can be completely honest and just don't tell him that uh, we don't have what he wants. Shall I turn him away? Well, what's your alternative? Are you going to give him something else? You already gave him your jacket. Are you going to give him your blanket? <laughs> Firstborn, perhaps? All right. Taking care of that. All right. I walk back most of the way. I keep him in eye. I go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to call out to the old man to, you know, thank you for the drink, but we will pass on his generous offer. Apple wishes you would reconsider. We don't have anything to give you. Do you, you traded the parts of a Wildergaunt to men, didn't you? Well, they did. Hey, no, no, I did not. <laughs> Haven't yet, because he didn't want it. <laughs> men who stuffed their pockets with Babel's treasures, as they always have. Babel's mouth gets more crowded with teeth. You, Babel will take his leave, but you have not seen the last of Babel. Mm, great. A debt is a debt, and I'm the only one left to mourn the lantern. I don't suppose you will part with your invoker, will you? Is that Co? Yes. The one with sweet words of the hunt. The one who lured my friend to his death. Babel has few friends, and Babel is very protective of the ones Babel has. I kind of think it over for a few seconds and... <laughs> Great opportunity to get rid of Co. 
luckily she healed me successfully last time. So I, I'll just say, nah, no deal. <laughs> That's what it came down to, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so be it. But Babel is an old wolf. And Babel knows that sometime you will be crawling on your hands and your knees. And you will be bloody. And you will need Babel. And you will be weak. And you will be meat. And Babel will be there. Mark. Babel's words. Quickly vanishes back into the darkness. Chris takes note. All right, I tell the the rest who are still awake that, uh, well, apparently I didn't make a friend um, and he is going to one day exact revenge on all of us, but especially on Ko. Ko's probably pretending to sleep at this point and starts uh, snoring more loudly. I did get a little piece of advice, though, that in order to stop... Marrow? Marrow, thank you. In order to stop Marrow, we need to find the young mother who ate the apple and made the pact with her. We need to find this woman, bleed her, break her, and burn her. And then stop the second apple before it falls, because if there's another prophet, it's game over. And that's where I believe we will end things for the night. No way. I got, I stare right at Griff, a knothead. <laughs> and I opened up my trench coat <laughs> and I pull out a little flask that is in my coat that is full. <laughs> Maybe next time before you go off, just come ask me. I got your reserve and I put uh, it back in my coat. You know me too well. <laughs> All right, now we can end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on tonight's journey through the dark meanders. Gallifer is played by Sam Hewlett, who we found streaming at twitch.tv slash permotriassic. Kosun is played by Creed Donje. Ryan Kennard is played by Chris Marshall. Chris Kingston is played by Frank Horror, host of his own horror fiction podcast and talk format show, available wherever you get your podcasts. That leaves me, Chris Bungie, as your game master. If you enjoyed what you've heard tonight, please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And if you want to become part of the magic that makes this all possible, consider supporting us on our Patreon.